0: Hello, where the talking is good, chow, 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 chow. It's your boy Cody, the other guy, and the other guy, Robert, here once again. Good job, my Stanley Cup is so big,
1: I feel like it should get its own intro, too. And it's almost like another person on Stanley. I'm <laughs> a boy sitting Stanley. on the little
0: table. <laughs> Correction. This, this is room. not
1: my Stanley Cup. I have officially stolen this from Rachel. I got her two Stanley Cups last year for Christmas. And this is the more brutish one of the two, so I stole it. Not Brute-ish. that I have a problem. Like it has more of a yeah, masculine her the like, vibe. Yeah, her other one's pink and white. So here I, I got a purple water bottle. What you talking about, man? <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> did not think that through. Plot My twist. apologies.
0: <laughs> I like purple. What can I say? you know colors
1: are pretty neutral. I just. I know what you mean. Though I really, I'm gonna get me a black Stanley because I've noticed this is a huge eyesore on my desk. So mm. if I can get a black one, because my desk is kind of dark, you feel like your darker, eyes just drawn. To my that. drawn is my eyes drawn to it. Doesn't help that it's 40 ounces. <laughs> so I mean, so it it's quite like massive. A, yeah. I am curious though
0: because I have a, a neighbor and uh, you know we were hanging out with them the other day. You uh-huh. know our kids were playing and she had a Stanley Cup. I'm looking at the camera like you actually are like involved in this conversation. Yeah. Then. but maybe you are. You are. You're involved. That's you're why involved. I look at you. Uh, but. She was like, This thing's great and all. She's like, but if you turn it ever so slightly, it all leaks out the top of the like the lid there. Like and so I was very shocked that it's not like spill proof. And so is that <clears throat> across the board with Stanley cups or is hers just messed up?
1: So they came out with like Stanley cup point one. Okay. And what they did is they made this out of rubber so the straw actually sticks in there. Uh. But right now you can see like if I tipped it over this would fall out and water would come right out of the little I call it the breathe hole like a whale. Well. Sure. But the new ones this sits in a rubber holder so water can't leak out of there if it if you did knock it out the only way water could come out is through the straw just the straw itself yeah gotcha i
0: was because i mean i i I feel like stanley is probably an older brand but for whatever reason they just got like some like
1: new hype with tiktok it's one of those weird things man like how can you explain this stuff yeah i can't explain what takes off and becomes popular what's not popular it's um, like LaCroix
0: water like that was that's actually been around since the 80s. But like within the past five years, everyone's like
1: bubbly water. I got to have it. And LaCroix yeah. is like, finally. Well, I just feel like even like with these cups, they do their rotations because there for a while it was that iron flask or whatever it was called. Iron flask. I, there it is. Iron flask. Like They were <laughs> stupid popular yeah. for a minute. And then Stanley was popular and. I just feel like stuff comes in waves. You never know what the next big thing's going to be. It Do might you be actually, something. oh gosh, that's heavy. Do you actually,
0: this is heavy, man. <laughs> this well, I this like is a, awful. Yeah, I
1: have a concealed permit for it as well. <laughs> you know, so that way <laughs> <laughs> if someone runs up on me, I just grab it Since by the handle. Since
0: 1913. I told man, you, it's been around for a
1: minute, bro. Right,
0: Just sticking with it, man. Another
1: reason why I really like the black one is because <laughs> the straw is also tinted. Ooh. I hate clear straws because you can see like uh, where you chew on it. and all If the straw's <laughs> tinted, it kind of hides that. all that do you chew on your, your straw I just say like, it's anxiety I don't know I just <laughs> chew on everything I, you used to chew your nails you get it I like, did man I mean I've never done anything man. like that imagine being someone who chews your toenails I mean <laughs> that's just crazy I mean I'm not that person I can't even get my foot remotely <laughs> close to my face but just kind of crazy people do weird stuff because of anxiety and so like uh uh, Capri Sun straws are amazing You know, uh, <laughs> stuff like that and We've gotten into it, what are we talking about today? Anyway, but yeah, this is my Stanley Cup Oh, that's so good That I stole from Rachel oh, I so asked for good. a black one for Christmas, so Boo's gonna hook me up And get the new gin, it's gonna be real pretty And then, I, and then when you look at my desk, you won't be able to see it It's gonna be Camo Stanley. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna be incognito Stanley. He's just gonna hide and hang out there. <laughs> it's not actually gonna be. He won't have camouflage on. Or no, a black. It's Stanley. just gonna be. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, like depending on where you are, if you're out there in the jungle, you're gonna wear like camo that's green. If you're up in the mountains, you wear white. You know, um, I need a black cup, and that will be his camo. <laughs> yep. It is interesting though the fact that like you know we were talking
0: about like you know <clears throat> they stuck it out clearly since 1913, <laughs> and it is now 20. 23. (laughs) 110 years later, people are finally getting... I mean, it's not finally getting on it, but... I feel like there's something to that, like stick with it. Well, you know I, will I, mean? say, I
1: will say I will that because when I saw Stanley when it was starting to get all the hype like a year ago or two years ago, I was like, this must be a new brand right? that someone's <laughs> dropping because it's coming out of nowhere. But yeah, you're right. Stick with it. Stick with never it. Never give up on your dream, kids. Never
0: give <laughs> up or just never give up. And, you know, I, I don't know, like even this scripture this morning, I was like thinking about like, what are we going to talk about today? I don't even know. But like even in Philippians 1, 6, mm-hmm. it says God began doing a good work in you. And yeah. I'm sure he will continue it he will continue it until it's finished through Jesus Christ when he comes again. So it's like God started this work. God yeah. helped you get involved in this work. So yeah. if you rely on him, if you if you cling to him and you go with him, he will help you see it come to pass. Amen. And so I don't know how we got there from Stanley, but it's just funny that like those are the, like the scriptures that were rolling around in my heart and like even the other one that I came it was just like Galatians 5:16. So if if you live by this spirit, Hmm. then you'll not do what your sinful self, your sinful nature wants to do. And so, I don't know, man, like there's just something to that. Like I felt like the Lord wanted to talk about how we need to continue on in this work. We need to continue on in this endeavor. And I think we even brought out a little bit, whether it was last week on the pod or the week before, but we we talked about it in our leaders meeting and how we shouldn't grow weary in well-doing because just at the right time, that's when you're going to reap the harvest of blessing. And there's just something to that right now. And I don't know if there's someone that's just really been, like, striving extra hard right now or if they're just extra stressed in what they feel like they're supposed to do in their job or uh, in their schooling or maybe it's just in a relationship or whatever. But I really just feel like the Lord's saying is, like, stick it out. Yeah. Don't let up right now. Like, now is not the time to give up. Now is the time to actually just dig in your heels and let God work within you so he can continue and finish
1: the work that he started in you. Amen. I feel like that's a word in due season, even for my family. Uh, If Rachel listens to this particular pod, um, just, it seems like stuff just kind of mounts up. You know what I mean? It's like, it's amazing how you go through seasons and it's just like, uh, you know, the sound of music. You're re- walking on the hillside singing and dancing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden here comes a bomb. <laughs> you know, oh my like, gosh. Ah! <laughs> and so it seems like the devil's just really good at that. Like, um, he doesn't bring like just one thing to try to deter you, he doesn't bring like one challenge, but it's just like, All of a sudden, these things get stacked on top of each other. It's like, bam, 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 one after another. And I think, you know, at those times, we just, we talked about it last week on the pod about some spiritual grit. Mm. And it's like those times, I think, you know, really challenge us to see if we do have any spiritual grit about us. Will we dig in our heels and say, you know what? I'm not going to let this happen. I'm actually going to push back on this. Mm. And uh, I'm going to say, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be because I have a promise from the word of God. I have, uh, right now, we're doing a Bible study with our kids at night. And the topic we're on right now is the immeasurable qualities of God. Like how you can't measure his goodness. Yeah. That's you good. can't measure his grace. You can't measure his kindness. You can't measure his faithfulness. Yeah. He is, there's certain aspects of God that are immeasurable. I would say all of God is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. You can, there's no system, metric system or whatever to measure. And so it's about realizing even what he's doing in your life, like this God we serve is faithful. Mm-hmm. And these things that he has started in our lives, he's not, he's not giving up on them. And I think sometimes we're just so moved by, because we do have a flesh. Sure, yeah. And, and it, it's very moved by what it hears and what it sees and what it feels. And I think when our flesh is being moved, that's the time those who really do have spiritual grit on the inside of them, something rises up and is like, no, mm. I'm not going to put up with this. Um, and the way we really do that is like right now, Rachel and I are just pushing into God. Yeah, it's all you can do. You just push in, and you look at the situation. You go, "It's quite obvious. There's nothing I can do about this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Let me just push into the one who can do something about mm. it because all of His qual- qualities are immeasurable. Yeah, and uh, that's the dude I want on my side. That's mm. the, that's the guy I want in the middle of this situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. even his resources are immeasurable. Uh, his joy is immeasurable. Uh, his patience. I mean, everything that God is is immeasurable, I would say the only thing that maybe is measurable is his character because we have the Word of God that shows us his character and you can measure it by the Word, which when you do measure it by the Word, you just realize how good his character is. Mm. (laughs) So you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like these things come to overwhelm us, but we just got to have that spiritual grit where we dig in and we say, you know what? I cannot be, I will not, uh, Pastor Hagen used to say this when I was at Ramah. He would say, uh, I will not quit and I cannot be defeated. Mm. And I feel like that's just a good mentality to have. Yeah. I will not quit and I cannot be defeated. And yeah. the reason we can't be defeated is because we will not quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know. there you go. <laughs> I will not quit. And uh, the devil wants us to quit. The devil wants us to get frustrated. The devil wants us to get, you know. uh kind of like Pastor
0: Mark says. It's like we always win and when we win. We, we win some more. And when we're done, we win again. It's yeah. just like we just keep on winning. Like yeah. as long as we continue on and what we've you know, been called to do or continue on the word that God has given us, we are going to win yeah, because he is the one that's victorious. So it's like, as long as we're walking with him, we are winning. Yeah. And, and there are going to be times where it doesn't feel like we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, it's, that, that true. it's in those moments where those circumstances or those trials, or maybe it might be something in your body or your emotions or these external factors, they feel very weighty. Yeah. and they feel very strong and i think at those moments it's similar to like i think it's in first peter where it's like you know, it talks about how the devil comes as a roaring lion yeah. and 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 it's because it's trying to overwhelm you it's trying to freeze you or it's trying to get you distracted or yeah. it's trying to get you to pull away or it's trying to get you to back down or quit altogether but really it's like in that moment you have to recognize that I don't know who has said it. It's just like he's just a, a, a dog on a leash. Like he really mm. can't do too much. He's mm. just a dog that's barking, but really he's kind of stuck in the yard right yeah. there. And it can seem intimidating, but if you want, you can literally just keep walking by.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but,
0: but that dog can be very loud and very scary. And to some people, like, I ain't going to walk by that dog. Yeah, It might jump that's off true. the leash. But really, the, the devil can't. He right. is on a leash. Right. He, he's confined. He's stuck. He can't really do anything. He, he really has to get you to make the decision to step into sin or to pull away from God's word or to accept death into your
1: life. Right. It is up to you if you're going to obey God's word or the devil's That's word. That's right. I really like the way you said that cuz the whole time you were talking that just kept rumbling around on the inside of me victory or failure is completely up to us. Mm-hmm. It's like God has done his part. Yeah. Jesus has finished his work. He doesn't have more to do. Yeah. You know, we just we live this life by faith. I I've been looking at it this way which I is interesting because probably people are like, Robert, you should have been looking at it that way a long time ago. (laughs) But I've been, grace extends it. Faith receives it. Mm. Right. And so grace, everything's been extended to us by this wonderful grace. Prosperity has been extended to us Uh, for your sake by the grace of God he became poor that you might become rich grace extended it to us salvation you know what I mean by grace through faith as these things have been extended to us by grace and we grab a hold of them by faith so God's side is already done Mm -hmm. Jesus is already done he sat down bro you sit down when you're finished you know what I mean and so he took his blood up to the mercy seat he conquered death in the grave he's sitting up there he's mad chilling and so now we need to take that position of mad chilling too and realize okay it's a finish work. Mm. So I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to be anxious about it. And I get it because understand me when I'm saying this, I'm not belittling anything that someone's going through. We're going through it right now. And you have a choice to make. Sure. You have a choice to make. Am I going to get really frustrated in this moment and just like be full of worry and anxiety and stress? Or am I just going to fall back? Because what scriptures teaches is is not by might nor by power, anyways, but by His Spirit. Am I just going to fall back onto the Spirit of God, mm. fall back on the Word of God, and say, "Okay, do God things." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are my God. I am your people. You said you take care of me, so here we go. Whether it's mental, uh, taking care of me mentally, taking care of me spiritually, taking care of me uh, physically, taking care of me financially, whatever it may be, you know, just rest on God. And I really love that. You know. Um, I haven't like thoroughly studied it out, and I don't know if we talked about this either, but like all of the Ten Commandments are repeated somewhere in the New Testament. Hmm. Like the Ten Commandments, except for one, and it's the one that talks about taking a Sabbath. Interesting. And I heard it talked about this way. The only reason that commandment's not repeated in the New Testament is because even though we do celebrate, you know. Sabbath day. (laughs) Sabbath day, and I really like, golly, to get into all this. Sunday is the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. So when we go to church on Sunday mornings, we're dedicated we're given the first portion right. of our time to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're saying, okay, Lord, we're trusting you to bless the rest of the week, right? We're pursuing you at this time. But the reason we're not told about that commandment in the New Testament about celebrating a day of rest is because when Jesus died and went down to the grave and was rose, he became our rest. Mm-hmm. We have rest every day. Yeah. Jesus is our rest man that
0: is so good because even I don't mean to cut you off no yet, more, go for it but, but like even in Matthew 11 it says come to me and
1: I will give that's you right. rest that's right like That's so good, man. Yeah, exactly. So you're no longer celebrating that just on a day, on the Sabbath day, where you're observing rest, which those days are still good. In Jewish tradition right now, on the Sabbath day, they disconnect from everything, man. No TV, no phone, no electronics, no technology. It's just about family and God. It's like rest, right? So there's something good about that. But with that being said, we have rest every day because we have Jesus. Mm. Jesus became our eternal rest. And when he said, now enter into rest... Yes, he's talking about ultimately when you go to heaven, there's no more anything, (laughs) no more pain, no more tears, no more fear, no more. But you can have this rest. You don't have to wait till get to heaven because right now we have a relationship with this triune God. We have a relationship with our heavenly father. We have a relationship with our older brother, Jesus. We have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we can have rest every single day because he is our rest. Yeah. And that's why we have hope. And so, you know, when these things all come and it's just like way overwhelming, I encourage you just to uh, fall into his arms and have rest. Mm. Have rest. Yeah. And to me, it's just by knowing that God's got this. That's really cool. My God doesn't know how to fail, man. Yeah. He doesn't know how to fail.
0: That's so good. I don't, I don't even know. I, I, I think I'm still preaching on it tomorrow night. I don't really know. But I was actually talking about like... Uh, like just anxieties and fears and a little bit of like the rest aspect. And like one of the illustrations I was going to use is I had two Coke bottles and one I was going to shake the mess Mm. out of it. And I was like, you know, going to like walk in and just be like, you guys know what's going to happen with this. And so like, I was curious, you know, to see like if I shook up this water bottle, like who would be like okay with opening it or like who would be okay with me opening it over them. The normal person knows what's going to happen. And they're probably not going to be cool with the fact that they're going to get soda all over them (laughs) clearly. Uh, Because I was looking up online, I was like, what's a fast way to, basically remedy the shaken up bottle to make it to not like spew all over the place. There's not one. Mm. (laughs) Essentially the, the only way to effectively like reduce the chance of it spewing out all over you is to let it rest. Time. Yeah. Just let it rest. And so I just thought that was so interesting Interesting. because I think that like, even within us, Mm. when these circumstances happen, when these situations happen and it bottles up within us and most of the time we don't properly deal with it. Yeah. It explodes onto our own life or onto other people. It even makes our life a big mess or it makes someone else a big mess. And if we don't take that time to give it over to him or to fall into him and just take a beat and rest rather than to react, Mm. then that's when we find ourselves making a mess of ourselves, making a mess of our life or making a mess of somebody else. But if we would just Mm. take that moment to go to God and just rest in him. Because he is our rest. Those anxieties will go away. Yep. Those fears will dissipate. That pressure will be lifted Start off. Simmer. Yep. And then we can open it up and enjoy it like the way it was supposed That's to be awesome. enjoyed. Praise God. And so it's just interesting that like all this is like kind of segueing a little bit. But but I feel like that it <coughs> it is challenging because you're like, I just want to open the drink right now. Yep. I want my drink right now. But it's like if, if you open it now, it's not going to be enjoyable. Right. <laughs>
1: it's going to make a mess. It's going
0: to make a mess. But right. if you just take 30 minutes... Yeah. Spend some God time. Amen. If you take 30 minutes and just try to pray, if you take 30 minutes and just read your Bible, I feel like, and I know and believe in my heart that your situation will start to look a
1: little bit brighter. Yeah. And that's so good because if you're wired like me, like resting is one of the hardest things to do because I'm a man of action. Mm. Like, I'm like, we can fix this. Let's just power through it. I will find a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. one reason at the beginning of the year why God told me to fast mm. is because Robert is really good at figuring it out. Like, just, it might take me some time, but, I'm, you know, I'm going to work on it and grind and grind and grind and grind until I fix it. Mm. And God is like, you need to stop doing that. Like, let me fix these things. You know, now he will give us answers in the natural and he'll be like, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. So I'm not saying that, like, whenever something comes up, we don't just like that. You've never heeded his wisdom. (laughs) Exactly. Or like, you know, oh, okay, I'm just going to quit my job and let God do everything. There's things we have to do in the natural to solve some of these problems. Right. But what I am saying is there's also things where we have to recognize this is just beyond me, Mm. You know, there, you know, I'm not one of those people where I'm like hyper spiritual, where like I blame everything on the devil. And I, you know what I mean? But it's like sometimes I've just made a bad decision or sometimes it's just stuff or sometimes it's this, sometimes that, sometimes it is the devil, you know. Uh, But it's like at the same time, because I'm not that way, I always think that I can find an answer in the natural. And. If I could always find an answer in the natural then I wouldn't need him. Yeah.
0: I mean I, if I'm be honest in most situations in in whether it's like I, I, any type of problem, I probably go to Google first. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like I probably like if there's if, like I'm having like a pain in my body or if I'm having like a yeah. problem, like immediately I go to Google like what is this. Right. That's probably <laughs> Not, not the best thing really to do. It's really not. <laughs> you know, I, and again, like you're saying, like God gave us wisdom. God's given us a mind. We're supposed to use it. And I think that Google can be used to help us sure. with problems. But at the same time, like kind of like what you're saying, like maybe go to God first. Yes. <laughs> and then maybe we can start going to Google from, from that point.
1: Because when you go to him first, he's able, because what we need to do is we need to understand that like he's the artist. We're the canvas. Mm-hmm. And so we the canvas doesn't, or however you want to say it, we're the pot. He's the potter. So like we need to go to him and let him explain his role in this and our role in this. Mm. Like, you know, cuz not every answer that you have is the right answer. We we need God answers. That's good. And so we need to say, okay, am I supposed to do this? Am I suppo- It kind of reminds me of that scripture where it says, where should we go? Where should we live? What should we do? And everyone uses that as a funeral scripture, but it's not. It's like right now we're asking God, should I go to this city or that city? Should I take this career, take that career? We're like, we're, we're saying, okay, my life is the canvas. God, just paint your artwork on this. Yeah. Do, paint your masterpiece. But in order for that to happen, I've got to step back, go to him, rest in him, and let him give me OK, you're facing this situation. This is what I need you to do. Boom, 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 boom. This yeah. is what I'm going to do. Boom, boom, boom. Whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I think it's just part of as the life of the believer is looking more to him than we look to us, more to him than we look to natural situations yeah. to solve some of these things, you know, um, because God has made a way. And one thing I really, really we have to know as believers is because I think this kind of gets taught out of context a little bit, in First John, I think it's chapter 3, verse 9, where it talks about this is the reason he was manifested, destroy the works of the devil. Like, I feel like sometimes we read that scripture and we're like, see, Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. I have nothing to worry about. But mm-hmm. when you actually look up that word destroy in the Greek, it means released. So it's like Jesus was the ransom price to release me from the works of the devil. It doesn't mean that the works of the devil are gone. Hmm. We still live in a fallen world where he is the lowercase g, God of this world. So he's up to his shenanigans, and he's going to stir stuff anywhere he can stir it. But what we need to know is the life of the believer is everything that he is going to do, every attack, every weapon, whether it's sickness, disease, poverty, confusion, anxiety, worry, whatever the weapon is, I've been released from that. Mm. It is no longer my master. Yeah. I, I was held captive. That's good. But Jesus was the ransom price to release me from my captivity. And so now I'm out from underneath of that. And so when the devil comes to try to do those things, I've been redeemed, right? I've been delivered. Jesus, The redemptive work of Jesus Christ has redeemed me, so I'm no longer under the wiles of the devil. You know, I'm no longer subject to sickness and disease, poverty and lack, confusion and anxiety, worry. <clears throat> Whatever it might be, yeah. but just because I'm no longer under those things does not mean I won't be attacked with those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's where we get confused sometimes. James four seven talks about submitting yourself to God. Resist the devil. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have been told to resist, except for that attacks would come. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have things that you have to resist. And so when you look at scriptures within context, you can now see how it works. Okay, I've been released. I think it's foolish just to think that all the works of the devil have been destroyed. You can look around for three seconds and see that they have not Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but the good news is we've been given a shield of faith so we can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. We can submit ourselves to God, resist the devil. We we need to push back on these things. And the way you push back is by, like, pushing in. yeah. Let me push into Jesus, who is my rest. Let me push into this relationship with God. Let me just, you know, we've been heeding the words of Pastor Rhonda. Rejoice is a choice. We've been rejoicing. We've been speaking the word. And I just feel like, man, it's even though, you know, to quote friends, it's like, I could so freak out right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not going to. I don't yeah. have any reason to freak out yeah. because I know what Jesus has done for me. Mm-hmm. I, that grace has been extended to me. I'm receiving it by faith, and we're just walking out miracles, man. So good. One dude. miracle at a time. I love it. I love it. I and and like, we're not special. Anyone can do this. Exactly.
0: I think that that's kind <clears throat> of the difference. I think is as, as a person that is endeavoring to follow after God, and endeavoring to live out of that that space of being released from that work. Is saying mm. that, like, I'm not going to live in that work. Yes. I'm not gonna live out of that diagnosis. I'm not gonna live mm. out of this depression. I'm not gonna live out of this feeling but I'm gonna live out of my position of victory. Yeah. I'm gonna live out of my, my, my new righteous position. I'm gonna live from this dispensation of grace. I'm gonna live from this place. Yeah. And when when we were talking, I just thought of it like being almost like a car. And and at first, it's like as you get hit with sickness, you're like, all right, well, I got to change cars. I got to live out of this sick car. Or, hey, I got hit with confusion. I got to live in my confused car. Mm. But now that we're living in Jesus, it's like Jesus is the car. But every now and then, a bug is still gonna hit the window. Right. And he just can wipe it away. Yeah. So we can either choose to focus and, That's good. and like live that. with this yeah. bug on our windshield, or we can accept. Just, hey, Jesus can just. Wipe, it, Wipe away. it away. Amen. And I feel like that's where we got to be. We got to understand we don't have to get out of the car. Yeah. We don't have to get out of the car right. and, and, and actually obsess over this sickness anymore. We don't have to obsess over confusion anymore. We don't have to obsess. And I say obsess, hopefully, in a very, I mean that in the best way possible. We do, though. Because we I, do. I hope you understand that. Like, I, I know that people go through very real things. I'm trying not to belittle, but at the same time, that's not where we are. That's not who we are. And, yep. and, and we, like Robert's saying, these things are still going to come, but we have to resist yeah. to live from there because that is not our truth. Mm. Jesus is our truth. Amen. He is our way. Amen. And we have to follow in him so we can live and see right, the fruit of his work. Yeah, That's where I want to be. I want to continue in this so that way I can see the work be finished in my life because the devil wants us to be taken out. The devil sure. wants us to stop. The devil doesn't want us to, to live on and, and do what God has called us to do because that's less
1: people that he can mess with. Yeah, And that's not what we're supposed to do. And and whatever held us ransom before, sometimes it's we really got to let Jesus heal some things mm-hmm. so we can get rid of that scar tissue from being held ransom, right? Um, but you think about it, you know, if, if somebody gets taken captive and they're captive, captor? <laughs> Their captor, <laughs> captor, uh, as for a ransom and then that ransom's been paid, and then that the captive is released. It would be a waste of their life if they lived every single day still acting like they're being held in captivity, mm-hmm. right? And it, it kind of belittles the ransom that was paid to set them free. Now, they may have some nightmares and some trauma from being held captive and what happened to them in captivity, but there's ways to overcome that, you know what I mean? We got the Again, rest of Jesus Christ, the counsel of God's word. Everybody wants to be counseled these days, and there's nothing wrong with counseling, but the counsel of God's word is the best counseling you can get. Mm. And as you're getting the counsel of God's word, the Holy Spirit, who's the greatest comforter, the counselor himself, can counsel us and help us overcome the trauma of when we were held in captivity from the wiles of the devil that Jesus ransomed us and released us from. And so, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with going after professional help. They're there for a reason. There's nothing wrong with talking to your pastor. Talking to your husband and wife if you're married. Talking to a parent if you're a teenager. Talking to a professional counselor, Christian or non-Christian. There's nothing wrong with these resources. I'm just saying, let the greatest resource be your greatest resource. Amen. God's Word is the greatest resource. And the Bible declares the Holy Spirit, the comforter, mm-hmm. the counselor. So I've got to go into God's Word. And this is what happens. What, everything we're talking about, to bring it full circle, when we enter into rest, which is Jesus Christ. And how do we enter into that rest? By reading the Word of God. By praying, times of worship, times of praise, times of meditation, just being quiet in Mm -hmm. his presence and still with him. Those are all ways to press into this rest that is Jesus. And when we press into the rest that is Jesus, all of a sudden we get the counsel from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he is the greatest counselor because as scriptures teach us, he does not speak of himself. He only speaks what he hears from God. And so he's not going to tell us something outside of God's word. And he's not going to tell us something that God himself is not speaking to yeah. us. And so I just received that counsel from God's word. I received that counsel from the great counselor, the Holy Spirit, by pushing in and finding my rest in Jesus Christ. And what that does is it's continually washing me like the Word of God does and like the Spirit of God does, continually renewing me so the anxiety of when I was ransomed mm. doesn't get on me.
0: Amen.
1: The anxiety of when I was in captivity con- no longer affects the way I'm living now. Mm. I remember, no, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I can live in this freedom yeah. because I'm continually receiving the counsel of God's word and the counsel of the Holy Spirit, who's the great counselor. And Because stuff that we go through in traumas that we've experienced will continually try to be a prison. But it can only be a prison if you allow it to be a prison. Mm-hmm. You've been set free from that. Yeah. That was the redemptive work of Jesus Christ to free us, to, to set us free from the works of the devil he was the great ransom that was paid that there was a price that was set and the devil set the ransom and god paid that ransom yeah you know the clean for the unclean (laughs) a sheep for the goats a lamb for the goats that's as it says in exodus 13. jesus was the clean for the unclean and what's so cool about that in exodus 13 where it talks about you know the first sons both male uh of beast and of men must be redeemed or destroyed God knew, okay, I've got to send someone to redeem them. Mm. And it said whenever a goat, a goat's not good enough to redeem a goat, so you have to redeem a goat with the first lamb. And then what's so interesting is over in John's gospel, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming. what did he say? Behold, here comes the Lamb of God. So good. The clean one. Yeah. To redeem everyone that's not clean. And that redemptive power of Jesus Christ set me free Mm. from all the works of the devil. Because And it's so cool how Scripture is all connected because when God is telling them that in Exodus 13, what happened in the chapters previous to that was what? The Passover. Mm. The blood of the lamb on the doorpost to preserve and protect all the children, right? And the ones that didn't have it lost their life. The first should be preserved, redeemed, or destroyed. And so God has made a way to redeem us, to keep us, to protect us, to deliver us. And that name is Jesus. And as we rest in Jesus it's just amazing how all this other stuff even though it's very real mm-hmm. and it's like you said it's like a dog barking so loud and it can be very intimidating if there's just something you know it's gonna be all right yeah yeah that dog can't touch me because he's got a leash and yeah. it's short <laughs> yeah so i'm not gonna listen i i hear the barking but i'm not intimidated by it yeah because i've got the actual lion mm-hmm. from the tribe of judah amen, amen. and that lion his roar is backed up with a big bite. Amen. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so I am not intimidated, as the scriptures say, by this little one. That when the, on the day that he is revealed, I'll be like, "That's the one that was doing all this torment." <laughs> yeah. That's it, really. I I got a revelation of that now, and I encourage you to have a revelation of that now. The devil is not it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's he's a tiny baby dog with a whole lot of bark that has zero bite because he's been stripped of his bite. So good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like the devil has dentures and Jesus took them out. So now it's just gums <laughs> that just chew. He can't do anything. Oh, you know get off mean? of me, get man. Off Stop. Of me. This is <laughs> gross. Annoying. This is weird. Uh, so, um, but just the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And I believe the redemptive power of Jesus Christ is not only have I been redeemed, but he's continually redeeming me mm-hmm. from my thoughts and from the lingering effects of whatever that captivity may have been. Yeah. Uh he's continually revelation of I am the redeemed. Yeah. And what's that scripture say? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So good. So it's like I'm going to continue to tell my story. What is my story? One greater than me has redeemed me. Mm. And because he's redeemed me, I don't have to worry about anything that the devil could ever do. And I don't have to worry about the affairs of this life. Some They need my attention. I can't sure, ignore them. Absolutely, yeah. Can't turn a blind to it. We yeah. got to do what we got to do. Yeah. But all the while, I'm going to have peace in the middle of dealing with all this because I know whenever I come up to a wall that's I can't climb over myself, Jesus is right there. hmm You know what I mean? To get me through it. Yeah. Like you've said so many times on the podcast, we're not staying here. I'm walking through this valley. Yeah, that's right. Under the tutelage and the leadership of my great shepherd, which Amen. is Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: So I don't know where you're at today. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your situation looks like, but continue on in this word. Continue on in what Jesus has called you to. Continue on in this life uh, of <clears throat> righteousness with Him. And, and I don't know, like it's, I don't know why, in my mind. Uh, this is a choice. I, I'm, uh, this is a choice. It's a choice to walk out this it life is. with him, and every single day. Again, there will be very real challenges. There'll be very yep. real storms that come. But we have to remember, when those things happen, we know who our provider is. Yep. We know who our source is. We know we have the comforter. We know we have the counselor, and we should seek that wisdom. Yeah. If we have the counselor on our side, why wouldn't we use him to our advantage? Amen. Don't 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 rely on your own understanding, but but rely on him. Yes. And and in those times that that it, it feels very real, understand you have a very real God on mm. your side that will always see you through. Don't give up. Don't don't grow weary, because at just the right time you will reap your harvest of blessing. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you're looking up a scripture. Or if you're just texting over there. Yeah. No, I was. There was. A, <laughs> I
1: read it this morning, and I was going to let you. I'm d- trying d- to find <laughs> the translation. I pause. just love how the Apostle Paul, at the end of Corinthians, when he's talking about, uh, but I've got to figure out which translation I want to read. But I'll just read out the NLT, verse 14. It says, and then we'll pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Mm. Thank God for this gift. Too wonderful for words. This overflowing grace that God has given to us. Overflowing grace. What does that mean? It's all been extended. Mm. It's everything you need has been extended to you. Yeah, and that grace is overflowing so good and it's and the Apostle Paul says this gift is too wonderful for words because it's this grace that through this grace every resources of heaven Have been made available to me. Yeah, and so all I have to do is receive it by faith. Yeah all I have to do is when anxiety is coming I believe I have peace Mm. because by grace, peace has been extended to me. Yeah. When confusion is coming to my mind, I believe I have a sound mind. Why? Because grace has made that soundness of mind available to me. So good. Whenever unexpected bills come up, grace, I thank you for supernatural resources to take care of this because it's been extended to me. This has all been done through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Amen. When sickness and disease comes by his stripes, I've been healed. Why? Okay. What he didn't just do it. But then he extended it by grace. And so I can walk in health and wholeness. Amen. All this stuff has been extended to us by the grace of God, which the Apostle Paul says is too marvelous for me even to put it into words. How can you explain how wonderful this grace is where God has extended through grace every available resource to you, his people? Just grab it by Amen. faith yep. and look at it and call it done. Amen. It's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Because grace is a finished work. That's right. And you grab a hold of it by faith. Amen. Let's use a a good one. Sins. By grace, they've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. Woo! Talk about too wonderful for words. I'm no longer shackled by my sin. And and even that, the sin of the past year is not even held against me anymore. so good. Because grace is so good. Amen. And I receive it by faith. And just let the works of Jesus work every day in your life by believing in the finished work of Jesus instead of believing in whatever challenge is laying before you. Amen. Believe in his work. Yes. Believe in his word. And Amen. live from that
0: place. Yes. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. Hope you have a great, wonderful week. We'll see you next time on The Good Talk. We love you.
1: Bye. Bye.